Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Ryan Rostin of the Philadelphia City Cast is going to join us in a little bit. We will talk uh, what is really a fascinating Eastern Conference playoff race, uh, talk some Final Four, talk some baseball. So, always enjoy talking with Ryan. That'll be coming up in a few minutes. Uh, we'll start with the NBA and the Eastern Conference as the Nets are in action tonight. Nets are minus 14 at Bet River Sportsbook as they host the Pistons. Total 232. Uh, we got you a winner yesterday with the Knicks. I, I was t- telling you yesterday, that line made no sense. Knicks getting four and a half. It ended up closing three and a half like we kind of predicted. And the Knicks win the game kind of in control throughout as they beat the Bulls. Uh, and look, they won four in a row. Give them credit. They've, uh, they're hurting their lottery position. They're hurting their lottery odds. But uh, Knicks have played well here the last week or two, so give them credit. Uh, like I said, Nets are in action tonight. Uh, we're off last night, but even though they were off, uh, they went from the nine seed to the eight seed, which is obviously extremely important. Uh, it's the difference between the playing and the double playing. Two chances to win one game versus two games, and you got to win both of them. It's a huge difference. Uh, Nets move into eighth because the Hornets, who, like we mentioned yesterday, have a brutal schedule the rest of the way. Uh, so even though you know they were tied yesterday. Uh, the Nets and the Hornets, and the Hornets own the tiebreaker. Uh, was was saying yesterday that the Nets are still in good shape to get the eight seed at least because the Hornets have a brutal schedule. Nets schedule is pretty easy, uh, so the Nets move ahead of the Hornets. Last night, I would expect them to win tonight. Uh, Laying the fourteen, boy, it was thirteen earlier. I was like, you know what? Maybe you, know, you could see them coming out after a bad performance and you know winning this game by twenty plus points. I would still kind of lean that way. I would lean towards taking the Nets here, laying the points. 
but 14's a lot. 14 is a lot of points. And Detroit's another team. They've played hard. They've played well. They've been one of the better uh, against the spread teams, you know, the last a couple of months or, or so. Yeah, since pretty much the All-Star break. I mean, they had a stretch here where the Pistons covered like 11 in a row, 12 in a row. And uh, even Sunday, they lose to the Knicks, but they covered. So the, the Pistons have been good. The Pistons have played hard, which can't say for all these teams this time of year. And that's a, a big part of, you know, handicapping these games the last couple of weeks is who's playing hard, who's still trying, you know, who's at least trotting out NBA lineups as not all these teams are. If you saw some of these games last night, the Blazers-Thunder game, I mean, some of these guys, I, I don't care how big an NBA fan, you never heard of most of these guys. Um, So I would lean towards, boy, I, I would tend to lean towards taking the Nets here. Uh, the 14's a lot. You know what? No, I'm going to take the 14. I'm going to I'm gonna take the 14. That's a small bet on, on Detroit plus the 14. I just think 14's a little too high. Uh, you know, I would expect the Nets to come out focused. That was a bad performance Sunday against Charlotte. I don't expect them uh, to have two bad ones in a row, so you have to, do have to worry about that. But to me, the Nets are still just a little too small, not as good defensively as you'd like uh, them to be. But, uh, you know, 14's a lot, a lot of points. Again, you have to kind of plug your nose with these teams. You're taking these bad teams plus a lot of points, just like anything where, you know, you could look up and you lose by 30 and you feel like an idiot, but 14's a lot, so... Uh, I would actually take the, the Pistons plus the 14. Again, not a huge bet. Not going to have a lot of huge bets the last couple weeks of the NBA. It's just too tricky with you know, motivation, who's trying, who's playing. Not easy the next two weeks. It's uh, There's a lot of betting ahead of us between the Final Four, baseball, baseball futures. Um, you know the, uh, the NBA playoffs, I think, are very profitable if you pay attention. So I'm going to kind of save my bullets. But I will take the Pistons here plus 14 uh, tonight. East, like I said, is fascinating. Just fascinating. As the Nets uh, move into the eighth spot, the Cavs, with Mobley getting hurt last night, the Cavs can really uh, fall back here. The Cavs, it's not impossible. They fall all the way down to the nine because, look, in the, they've been in the main draw all year. They've been the four seed, five seed, six seed. They're now down to the seven. The Raptors won last night. The Raptors will probably get in the main draw here. Although, if you look, the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Cavs all... Uh, separated by one game in the loss column. In the top of the East, the first four are all separated by one in the loss column. Three teams with 28 losses, the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Heat. And then the Celtics have 29 losses. So a fascinating Eastern Conference race. Uh, the Nets are the eight with 36 losses. The Cavs, 42 and 33. With, with Mobley potentially being hurt and potentially losing out on Rookie of the Year now, but there's been a lot of momentum for Barnes. Um, it, it's not impossible... Look, there's, what, eight games to go. Nets are three games behind. They've split the season series so far, but they do play another game. Uh, second, It's the second to last game they play in Brooklyn next Friday night. So if the Nets win that, they make up the tiebreaker. Uh, they make up a game and own the tiebreaker. Nets could absolutely catch the Cavs here. It's not impossible the Cavs here uh, drop to the nine seed. You could be looking at. You know, Nets is the seven, Hornets is the eight. It could even be Atlanta moving up to the eight. They're really, you know, usually this late in the year, usually a lot's been decided. There, there is, really isn't a lot to be decided. There, there really isn't a lot that has been decided here uh, in the East, other than the fact that the Nets are probably stuck in the play in uh, just three games to catch Toronto. That's that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. Three games make up three games in eight. Um, it's one thing to catch Cleveland because Cleveland's all beat up, but Toronto, you would think, 
you know, would win enough games. Can Toronto go five and three? And then you'd have to sweep and then look at the tiebreaker scenario. Nets are probably still going to be in the play and it's not impossible. They move out of it, but it, it is still pretty unlikely here. Uh, the Nets are anything but a play but again, huge difference between seven and eight and eight and nine. And I would think the Nets, uh, do, do manage to at least stay in the better side of the plane in the 7-8 where they win a game uh, then get into the main draw. Bet River Sportsbook has the Nets still plus 500 to win the title. Again, if you're going through a plane, to me, I would just, I, I don't like that. I, I would be looking to bet against them. To me, the best value right now in terms of winning the title here at Bet Rivers. Milwaukee still plus 650. And, and we'll go through some of these potential matchups in the East. Uh, with Ryan Rostin here in a few minutes. But to me, Milwaukee, I still favor to come out of this conference. You can get them plus 300 to win the conference. You can get them plus 650 uh, to win it all. And on the other side of it, the Suns are still plus money to uh, to come out of the West. I don't know. With Golden State just being a, a total mess, I don't know how any, anybody but Golden State, uh, I'm sorry, anybody but Phoenix comes out of the West. So uh, Nets plus 500 to win it all. Nets plus 225 to come out of the East. I would be looking in other directions i would be looking at milwaukee i think longer odds you know you trust them more they've been together they've won a championship you know they've been the one seed a couple of times i i, I don't think they're going to be you know they've had their demons in these moments whether it's blowing the series to toronto blowing the series to miami or miami just buried them in the bubble uh, i think winning a championship kind of cured a little bit of that so i i trust milwaukee more now you don't love the coach um, there was been, there's been a little bit of a championship hangover. They haven't played great at times this year, but to me, Milwaukee, uh, instead of the Nets here at better odds too, not having to deal with the plan, uh, you know, not having to deal with, uh, look, I guess you can trust Kyrie Durant's back and healthy, but there's just something a little more stable about Milwaukee here. So I, I would go with Milwaukee plus 650 to me, Nets plus 500 and plus 225 are still a pass for me. Uh, if you want to play the Nets, I would just play them series by series. Wait for them to come out of the playing game and then just play them, you know, series by series. That'd probably be the better way to go. Uh, again, you can check all of those odds at Bet River Sportsbook. Um, let's see what we got here in terms of Bet River specials before we get to Ryan. Uh, plus 900, at least two of these guys to score 40 plus points tonight. You get Embiid, Giannis, Durant, Luca. If two of them score 40 or more, you get plus 900 on that. Nine to one odds. That's actually not terrible. Uh, we're seeing some big-time performances lately. Uh, I could definitely see a scenario where, look, it's late in the year. You know what? The, the defense is for some of these teams. Some of these teams are kind of checked out, worried about you know, the playoffs. Teams that are out of the playoffs are worried about the offseason, where they're going on vacation. Uh, this one might be, uh, might be something to look at here as you can get plus 900 on Durant, Embiid, Giannis, or Luka. All, all you need is two of those four to score 40-plus, and you hit plus 900. Uh, to me, that is... Uh, that's worth a look here. That one's interesting. That is a Bet Rivers sportsbook special. Another Bet Rivers special. Luca plus three fifty to get a triple double against the Lakers. Look, if he wants to get a triple double, he can get a triple double. No LeBron tonight. Davis is listed as doubtful, so he sounds like he's close. But uh, again, the Mavs should win that game by twenty plus points. Luca, if he's in the mood to get a triple double, he certainly could. So you can get him at plus three fifty to get a triple double at Bet Rivers sportsbook. When we come back, Ryan Rothstein on the Eastern Conference race, playoff seedings, playoff matchups, do a little Final Four, we'll do a little baseball. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. No more football? No problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. 
Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. And driving along the road, look what we came across. It is Ryan Rothstein of the Philadelphia City cast. We'll do a little crossover as the NBA playoffs approach. Baseball's a week away. It's a great time of the year. We got the Final Four this weekend. Uh, a little bit of a lull. Once the tournament, you know, kind of slows down because it's so fast and furious. Conference tournament week, NCAA tournament week. Uh, now now it's a little bit of that lull. There wasn't a whole lot to watch last night. This week is kind of quiet, but not going to be quiet for long. Ryan, what's going on, man? How's it going? We got Phillies-Yankees uh, today, Will. I don't know if you're ready for this matchup, but. <laughs> I am ready. Uh, I started to watch lead. a little bit. I, I started to watch a little bit. Yankees look okay. I mean, they just did nothing in the offseason. I've been killing them. I mean, I think you're old enough to remember when you're growing up. The Yankees just were the Dodgers. They got every player. You know, of course. The, the Dodgers do that now with Scherzer and Bauer and Freeman and Mookie Betts and player after player. The Yankees don't do that anymore. I do think they've looked okay here. The the roster's a little more balanced. Uh, defense a little better, but again, if you're the Yankees, you would have liked to get Korea, uh, you know, Correa, Freeman, Seegers, one of these guys, and they really just did nothing. You know, what's what's your thought on like the Dodgers, like just the, this year in particular, like just how they've stocked up? Because I think you know people have different varying opinions on like what the Yankees I feel like used to do, even though their lineup's no slouch, and the Dodgers this year. I admire it because uh, the evaluations or the valuations of these teams came out a week ago. I think it was Forbes. And the Yankees are worth $6 billion. The Dodgers are worth $4 billion. Look, you're trying to win. I, I appreciate it. There's no salary cap in baseball. Go out and get another player. I mean, that's the whole point is to win this thing. Now, look, it's never going to be a guarantee. People would say the Dodgers only won one and it was a bubble. That's true, but you're never going to be – look, I think the Dodgers are 6-1 to one to win the title. You're never going to be 100%. You're never even going to be 50-50. Just, you know, you sign these good players and it increases your probability, increases your odds. That's the most you can do. And uh, I kind of admire it. I think it's good for baseball. I think what's bad for baseball is these teams like the Pirates and the Reds and the A's who just yes. have no interest in competing and have these $30 million payrolls. Yeah, exactly. People are like, well, it's not even fair. I'm like, dude, this happens. This isn't the first time we've seen this. It's it's going to be really tough for the Dodgers to win a World Series, too. Like, just like it's really yeah. tough for every other team in baseball. Like, that's... You know why some people love baseball, and that's why some people, oh, it's it's too slow, it's too long, whatever. Um, you know, there's no guarantee of of the Dodgers winning the World Series. They have a really good shot, but there's no guarantee. Didn't even make it last year. I mean, look, they've they've only won one in these short series. Anything can happen. Baseball, it's like a five game series, a seven game series. Those are really short series, and uh, you know. Look, it, it's an, another round of playoffs to deal with. Now, if you're, I think, one of the top two seeds, you don't get, you don't have to play that first round. But still, yeah. I mean, three rounds of playoffs to win a title, it, it's not easy. And especially you get teams like the Mets. You know, if you're going to look at Degrom, Scherzer, Bassett, uh, you know, the Braves have a good rotation. Nothing, nothing's a guarantee. So, if you gave me no. Dodgers versus the field right now, I would obviously take the field. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dodgers are five to one to win the World Series. For what what this is worth, real quick, at Bet Rivers and PA. Um, Yankees are 11 to one Phillies. I went over this in the last episode a little bit, baseball futures, but Phillies are 28 to one. 
Yeah, I think the Phillies, I don't love them for the regular season to like win the East. I do think the Braves and the Mets are better than them. We might have talked about this last week. But I do think if you get in the playoffs with yeah. Nola, Wheeler, uh, I forgot about Gibson, who was really good before they got him last year. It wasn't great with the Phillies. I don't think he was good from what I remember. He with had Philly. a good first month with the Phillies, and that was it. Yeah, I remember him being bad the last month or two. The whole team kind of uh, you know, yep. caved in. But that's a really good rotation. I mean, that's a really good playoff rotation. It's just you know the fourth and fifth guys you worry about, the bullpen you worry about. Uh, I think defense you worry about. It's a little bit like a beer league softball team, your Phillies team. But, man, they're going to hit. You, you look at that lineup on paper and – uh, it's formidable, especially in that small ballpark. I mean, you put Schwarber and Castellanos uh, with Harper. Uh, I, I would figure Baum would bounce back. Yeah, Rio Muto, I always forget about. Baum, you think, would, yeah. would come back and, and bounce back. Uh, Hoskins, it's a really good lineup. I, I would. I, I think they're 84 and a half at Bet Rivers. To me, that's an over. Absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely an over. Um, I think they're going to be... They're going to be pushing for 90 wins, which we haven't seen since 2011. So... Um, it's time. It's long overdue here in Philly, Will. Yeah, they. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I guess it is now. What, 2008, 2009, when they went to back-to-back -back World Series, whether it's the Cliff Lee teams and uh, yep. Holiday wasn't on either one of those. That was before they got the uh, the late, great Roy Holiday. That was that was Cliff Lee. Hamels was really a dominant pitcher, especially that first year in 08. Uh, and that yeah. was kind of, you know, Jamie Moyer, Joe Bland, and that was kind of a ragtag pitching staff. But Lidge was unhittable that year. I don't think Lidge blew a save. That was a... That was a no, really was good perfect. team. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was quite literally perfect. He didn't blow one save. Uh, every opportunity he went out there to close the game, he got the save. And you look at those Phillies teams after they even get to the World Series. They win it in 08. They lose to the Yankees in 09. And then 2010, 2011, they were – you look at their, their lineup and their um, – the rotation, rotation in 2010 I should and 2010 say, as you mentioned, Oswald and Holiday, and I think they had Lee for some of those years still. Yep, uh, just loaded, and that was a good Yankee team. That was a great Yankee lineup in 09. Now, they didn't have the great pitching. They had Sabathia, and they kind of pieced it together after. But if you go back and look at that lineup, I mean, Cano hit down in the lineup. It was, you know, Melky yeah. Cabrera was a fourth outfielder. They had Damon A Rod was all juiced up in his prime to share. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Suey was, was great. That that was a loaded Yankee lineup. It was. That was A-Rod's first World Series, correct? Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, he can't get big hits. You know, he doesn't do well in the playoffs, which he hadn't really done in the playoffs, but he, I think he set the record for most RBIs ever in a postseason. He carried the Yankees in that playoffs. And, you know, big hits, big hits against Philly, big hits, you know, the whole way. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Um, all right, should we... Should we talk about March Madness at all here? Yeah, I want to know. What are your thoughts I, from the I, we weekend? This I mean, obviously we have a... You know, go ahead. Yeah, no, you got your big ticket on Villanova. We need an update here. It's It's... What twenty six to one, two hundred fifty bucks at twenty six to one. What are you doing? Are you sleeping at night? Are you going back and forth to what you should be doing? It, it's a good problem I mean, to have, but it's stressful. It is stressful, but I think I and thanks for reminding me about the stress because I've just sort of come to the realization like it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, I have thought I was I was texting with uh, Luke, who's one of the co founders of of Prop Swap. Uh, the other night and I was like what do you think dude and I knew what he was going to say you know he's he's like a buddy of mine now at this point but he was like you know flip it and then get them now you know use the money that you sold it with to you know get a ticket now they're four to one five to one I'm like all right you know that's a lot but maybe but more's out so that's why now I'm legitimately stressed and thinking about it again because I'm like all right this team is only 60 when they're healthy 
uh, their second leading scorer goes down in the game against Houston, what are they going to look like now against a really good Kansas team shorthanded? Now, let me ask you, is, is Nova, other than this ticket, is this a team you root for, you don't root for? Is this, do you have any, like, affiliation with them whatsoever? Because that adds another layer it, to it, too. If You know, if it's a team that close to your heart, it, it really complicates things, if anything. No, nah, they're not. I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't call them close to my heart, you know? Like, I didn't go there. But, you know, they're, they're a Philly school, you know? So... Well, because you know what it is, you sell the ticket, you sell the ticket, you start rooting against them. And if that's your favorite team, it really puts you in in an awkward spot where, you know what, you're you're really, I don't care. It's just human nature. If you're going to sell that ticket for whatever, you're not going to want them to win unless you reinvest. So it it does complicate things. It does a little bit. But if I did sell, easier said than done. But if I did sell, like, and this is for anyone out there, I think you have to do your best to not root against them. Like, you have to come to the realization, like, all right, you know what? It's sold. I did what I did, you know, because you're going to drive yourself nuts, which I'm already doing. What are you leaning towards? I'm keeping it. Wow. I think I'm keeping it. Wow. Do you ever do you ever watch this show? I think it's Deal or No Deal. Do you ever watch that show? Yes. Yeah. There was one guy. It was a pretty famous incident. It's like a couple of years ago. He had it was two suitcases left, and people don't know the suitcase. You don't know what's in the suitcase, and they bid on it. It was either five bucks or a million bucks. He's like, I'm going down. I came here to win a million bucks. Show me the million. And he walked away he with five bucks. He went for it instead of taking probably like 400K. Yeah, he turned down 300K, 400K, walked away with five bucks. So it's oh, not on that man. scale. But there is no. a little deal or no deal to it where it's like, all right, what's in the suitcase? What's going to happen in this game? That comes into it too. If I were you, uh, which you didn't ask my advice, but my advice would. No, I want your advice, of course. I would just be leaning. I just don't know if they're going to beat Kansas. They play with six guys to begin with. They're down their second best player. I don't know how healthy Gillespie's, you know, Ben. He's a gamer. Uh, he hit that big shot, but boy, he hasn't looked 100% healthy. I would be worried about this game. I really would be. Now, again, the temptation is, you know what? Maybe I can get to halftime here with a three or four point lead and then, you know, put a big bet on Kansas and, and do something right. that way. Or maybe you can buy a Kansas future. It's tough. Uh, again, I don't know what you're being offered for the ticket, but. I, I would be somewhat tempted here to uh, to see what's out there in terms of offers. I know, I know. You know, they're um, Kansas is Kansas is really good. Like, listen, this the the talk of the town, so to speak, the talk of the country is Duke UNC, obviously. But like Jay Billis said this the other night, like everyone's talking about Duke UNC, they're going to start you know knocking each other out, and the champion's going to be on the other side. Like, he's like, that's always how it works. And, man, I hope it's Villanova, but it, it sort of feels like Kansas. That's just my opinion. I don't know how you're looking at it. I do think it's going to be Duke-Kansas in the final. I would lean Duke just because I think all that NBA talent has finally started to gel a little bit. They've they've been so bad on defense yeah. all year. I think the stakes of these games have elevated their play, their effort on defense. So I would lean Duke, but wouldn't be shocked if Kansas won it. Yeah. I'm not picking Kansas right now, but I just think, you know, you look at the other side of that final four, and, I mean, you have two really good teams, Kansas and Nova. Nova, Nova without more is is a stinger, though, as, as, we've, uh, as we've discussed. Now, are you a Coach K hater or no? I mean, it's, it's one, it's, it's hard to root for him. I mean, it kind of is. It, <laughs> this, this whole run has softened me up. Like, I didn't want to see him go right away. It's a weird thing where you don't want to see him go. Like, you know, you don't want to see him lose right away. Right. The ideal scenario would have been St. Peter's not knocking him off in the final four. That would have been perfect. But look, I, 
Uh, it, it is what it is. He, you know, I just I, I don't particularly root for him. How about you? I don't care either way. Yeah, I don't care either way. Like I'm not a hater. I'm not. I'm not hoping that they lose. Um, I mean, this is pretty cool. Like, how long has 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 Coach K been at Duke? And this is the first time he's going up against UNC in the Final Four. Yeah, like, this isn't the worst story in the world to have. I wouldn't have cared if they lost in the first or second round, or if they're they're here. But now that they're here in his final year, I think it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, to see this kind of rivalry on this stage is just uh, yeah. it's just incredible. It's amazing. He looks the same. If you see him, videos of him in, like, the early 90s, he looks the same as he did 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Him, uh, Jim Beheim, some of these guys, they just don't age. They look the same as they did, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I guess when you're that good, maybe you're not as stressed as, you know, some of the other guys that age quickly when they first start, you know, becoming a head coach. I guess. I mean, he's been into these games. He's emotional on the sidelines. You figure, you know, I, I wonder if he's got a little Tom Brady where, you know what, maybe I can do this one or two more years. You know what, like, right. what are you going to do? What are you going to do the rest of your life? I guess you could just sit around and, you know, enjoy your money. I don't know if I'll do TV or, or whatever, but you know, I kind of wonder if he, he's had second thoughts about, you know what, this is pretty fun uh, in a Final Four again. I can still recruit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a hell of a team. I mean, their talent is incredible. I had Arkansas Saturday night, and, man, they're, they're, the Duke gear, their next gear is just different than every other team. I mean, Williams affects so many shots. Uh, Boncaro, I don't know what you think about him in terms of an NBA player, but they've just got so much NBA talent where it's kind of like Kentucky's teams four or five years ago. Kentucky has stopped recruiting on this level where their whole starting lineup's NBA guys. It's kind of uh, this Duke team, but, boy, they are uh, they are scary to watch. Yeah, they're they're absolutely loaded. And that's like you you look at their team and you're like, "Well, why does he want to stop?" Because like conversations I'm having with buddies I went to college with, I went to West Virginia University and Bob Huggins, who's I view as one of the most underrated head coaches coach. in basketball history. But we're looking at these West Virginia teams as of late and we're like, "These don't look like Bob Huggins teams anymore." Like, I is he getting a little bit too old? Is he losing his recruiting touch? Um, but you can't say that about Coach K and some other, you know, top of the line head coaches that are a little bit on the other side of age. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. Let's. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. We haven't even texted about this, so I'll get your, uh, your, your thoughts here in a way that is going to surprise me. So let me okay. just say we both have Sixers. I don't know if you have Sixers futures tickets. I do. Uh, I have you been worried? It, it, the honeymoon yes. period is a little bit over. I mean, that first four or five games was really impressive. Harden kind of, you know, looked the party. He came, he looked thinner, he looked quick. It, it hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks. It's amazing. I looked up, I think it was Sunday morning, and they were the one seed. I was like, they've been playing terribly here. How are they the one seed? Uh, nobody seems to be the, to, to want the one seed, which you could understand a little bit. Uh, you know, your level of concern here for Philly. It's pretty high. Yeah. It's pretty high right now. Um, I, I look at this team, and... They're, they are, they're extremely frustrating, extremely frustrating. They typically have been starting these games slow. Harden has been quite literally like a roller coaster ride at Six Flags, like up and down, man, up and down. Fr uh, Friday night against the Clippers, first half, 25 points. He comes out Sunday in a, in a big game against the Phoenix Suns. He goes two for 11. Um, him and Embiid can't seem to be consistently on the same page it seems like doc is trying to do a little bit too much with harden in the pick and roll then where are you putting in bead it's like and they lack depth in shooting 
as we talked about with Nova. Same thing for the 76ers. So a little slow too. Yeah, very slow. Yeah. Which is fine because the game slows down in the postseason and yeah. you have guys that are really good at getting fouled. Now, what's the issue with Harden specifically? I've heard he's not finishing as well. I think that's been a problem for him all year where, you know, it's just that little, it's like a pitcher loses one or two miles an hour on their fastball. It's instead of a strikeout, you get a foul ball. There's a little bit of that. It seems like with Harden's game where he just doesn't quite finish at the rim as much. You know, like you said, he's still getting to the free throw line. But what have you seen just watching him? Because I haven't watched him a lot lately, especially with the tournament. Uh, what's been the issue, just like the core of the issue here with Harden? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, there's been consistent talks now about this hamstring injury yeah like how serious is it you know he's obviously going to say it's not serious at all so are the 76ers and doc but that that doesn't mean it's true <laughs> you know that right. it could be legitimately hampering him i i hope that's it i don't hope that's it but i almost do because that at least gives us an answer as to you know what the struggles are you know what's causing the struggles but i don't know i just think they're out of sync like you said the honeymoon phase is over and now there's there's legitimate growing pains with Embiid and and figuring spacing out on the floor and you know what their best offensive sets look like everything in between yeah i mean you had to do the deal but they definitely miss curry shooting they miss drummond's you know just size uh you know they don't have a backup big um it'll be a fast what tickets playoffs. do you have what's that <clears throat> Sorry to, to jump in, but what tickets do you have for the 76ers? I got them 10 to 1 to win the East a couple weeks before they traded for Harden. I think I took them a little bit to win the title, and I have them for that division, which nobody seems to want to win as Boston was resting guys yesterday. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to pivot. Let me go through some of these potential playoff matchups. And, and if they started today, let me know who you would pick because uh, it's fascinating. You usually get one or two teams in these playoffs that are just dead ducks. We really don't have that. I mean, maybe the Bulls. Maybe the Cavs, who just lost Mobley, but for the most part, you got six or seven really good teams here. So let's just go through some of them. Uh, let me get your take. If the playoffs okay. started today, you would pick who in a playoff series. That's kind of the uh, the exercise here. Sixers versus Nets. That's not – man, Sixers, Nets. You, you really just come out hot here. Uh, first one is probably the toughest one to go with. Come on, man. Sixers, Nets. I mean, we don't know if Ben Simmons is playing, which I think is a huge factor. I, I want Ben Simmons to play, but I, I won't rant about that too much. Six, I, I'm going with the Sixers. I have to. Sixers and seven. Uh, it's exactly what I was going to say. Sixers and seven. I mean, would I be shocked if the Nets beat them? No. I mean, Durant's Durant. Not. But uh, home court for Philly, you figure, you know what? Brooklyn's a little small. Uh, again, that should that would be a hell of a series for a bunch of different reasons. I would lean Sixers there. Again, though, you go through a lot of these. You're not uh, not looking at a lot of sweeps either way. Um, Sixers, Celtics. Man. Celtics look really good. Yeah, but Williams, that's a big loss. Williams is a huge loss. It is. It is. And I think there's just some favorable matchups, actually, for the 76ers. I, I, would, I would lean Sixers probably in six or seven. Yeah, the one thing, as good as Boston's looked, I worry, you know, Jalen Brown is your second scorer. Is that enough offense? Is that enough juice? You know, the playoffs, the scouting reports get a little tighter. You can really focus on Tatum. You know, his tendencies is Brown. Do they have another shooter yeah. that can make you pay? Again, I'm not going to be shocked if they're in the conference finals, even if they're in the finals at this point. But that would be the one concern with Boston. And now Williams hurt is, uh, is a big loss. Sixers, Bucks. Listen. 
the Bucks are really good for people out there that didn't know that. I mean, <laughs> I feel like they still get overlooked, Will. Yeah, I should I, say I would I would pick Sixers over the Celtics as well, so I'm with you on both of them, but go ahead. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know the 76ers can can beat the Bucs. I know that they can probably beat them in a the best of seven. This Bucks team has been there, done that. They play as a team. They play as a team in the postseason. Obviously, they, they run as uh, well as Giannis runs, which is pretty damn well. I don't know, man. I would maybe maybe lean with the Bucks in seven. I think they're a really tough out. Yeah, I would go with the Bucks too. And again, this is so congested. We don't know who's going to have home court absolutely in some of these. But if, especially if the Bucks got home court, I would uh, I would pick the Bucks for you know a lot of the reasons you just mentioned. Uh, yeah. Sixers Heat. I go Sixers. I'm not I'm not afraid yeah, of the too. Miami Heat at all. Miami I don't know too. why. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I think Miami. There was a little. There's a little bit of a limited upside there where they they seem to play hard every night. You know they they defend. They have the Heat culture hashtag Heat culture that everyone loves. But <laughs> I don't know that they have that super duper star. Butler's a good player. He's not a great player. Adebayo is a really yeah. good player. But I I don't know. I mean I wouldn't be shocked. Lead Sixers in that series probably in six seven games something like that. Uh, Nets Heat. You'd probably go Nets here. Yeah, I would go Nets. I would go Nets in six or seven. Yep. Nets Celtics. <sighs> that would be a great series. A lot of these I would, would. probably that's, go, that's kind would of probably the point go of the Nets. exercise here is like a lot of these series. I mean, we're we're headed for a hell of an Eastern Conference playoffs. These series are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, like there's there's going to be no cakewalk of a series. Like yeah. for any of these teams, it's not like, all right, first round you're going to handle this team in four or five. I think. You're gonna have two or three series that go seven games in the East just to start yeah. uh, the East Conference uh, playoffs. Uh, so what do you got, Nets? Nets Celtics. Who you got? Nets. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Nets Bucks. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Bucks Celtics. Bucks. Me too. Uh, Celtics yep. Heat. I'd probably lean Heat. In a clean, in like a seven game series, but that's another toss up. I think I would lean Heat. I, I would yeah. go Bucks over Celtics. I would go Bucks over Nets. Sounds like we both think the Bucks are going to the finals. It does. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that exercise proved. Yeah. I think if you're Philly, what you hope for is the Bucks and the Nets play each other in the first round and one of them knocks each other off. Yeah. So then you don't have to go through both of them and you draw either, you know, the Bulls, the Cavs. I think these teams are, if you gave them true serum, I mean, they would never admit it publicly, obviously. If you gave these teams true serum, uh, they would love to play the Bulls or the Cavs in the first round. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think the Cavs are the only, like, close. Mark, yeah. Close to a cakewalk. Yeah. Especially uh, Allen's hurt, and I think Mobley got hurt last night. I don't know if he's going to come back. And uh, I don't know if you saw this. The rookie of the year odds really tightened up. It was Mobley in a runaway all year. It's down to he's minus 400. Barnes is plus 300. A lot of people think Barnes can steal that award. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and the Cavs yeah, could Mobley. really fall down to the double play. And they're right now at the seven. And they've been safely in the playoffs pretty much all year. They have eight games left. The schedule's not that easy. If Mobley's not back, Allen's not back, uh, it's not impossible. They go down to like the eight or the nine. No, not at all. Um it's interesting. I mean, what's the what's the standing seven through ten again in the East? If you have it up, yeah, uh, the Nets just moved into the eight last night because the Hornets lost. So the Hornets would have the tiebreaker over the Nets, but the Hornets have a really tough schedule, and the Nets have a tougher. Uh, the Nets have an easier schedule, so I do think the Nets uh, will will avoid the nine and at least get to the the uh, stay in the eight, if not get to the seven. 
uh, as I'm pulling it up here. It is uh, the Raptors are the sixth seed. They are 43 and 32. They have a game lead on the Cavs, who are at the seven, um, at 42 and 33. So the Nets are three games behind the Cavs. Nets are the eight, 39 and 36. Hornets 39 and 37. Even the Hawks are right there, 38 and 37. So uh, it's pretty bunched up. It's going to be a fascinating last two weeks to see, you know, who goes where. I do think with Kyrie being able to play at home with Durant healthy, the Nets schedule, uh, which I can go through in a minute, the Nets should probably find their way to at least the eight seed where, you know, the, the plane, I always say this, the plane kind of gets lumped all together. There's a huge difference between seven and eight and nine and 10. If you're the seven or the eight, you got two chances to win one game, especially with Durant. You should be able to do that. Uh, yep. If you're the nine or the 10, you got to win two games. You got two sudden death teams, two sudden get sudden death games just to stay alive and get into the main draw. Uh, net schedule to get the Pistons tonight at home. Uh, Bucks Thursday at Atlanta, home for the Rockets, at the Knicks, home for the Cavs, home for the Pacers. Not that hard for the Nets. I look at, you know, I just pulled it up too a couple minutes after you started going through it, just this Eastern Conference standings. I mean, even Chicago. Yeah. Chicago could end up in the playing tournament. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy right now. You have Miami in first, then you have Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, all tied, all one game behind Miami. So that's one through four, all separated or tied with by one game. Five and six are tied, Chicago, Toronto. Cleveland's only one game back of them. And then you have Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta all separated by a game or less. So, like, literally, this seating could look like completely flipped in just a week from now. Good point. We should have included the Bulls in the plane. The Bulls could absolutely be in the plane. That's a really good point. 43 and 32. And the Cavs, uh, you know, 42 and 33. Now, the only thing about that is the Cavs, it's going to be hard for the Cavs to catch anybody if they don't have Mobley and Allen these last couple weeks. Yep. The Nets are four games behind the Bulls, so that's a lot to make up. You know, it's hard to make up four games with only eight left. Not impossible, but it is pretty difficult. Uh, and the Bulls do play tonight against the Wizards. But again, yeah, you got to include them. I mean, they're only a gay bump on the Cavs. You got to include them. I mean, you look at this 76ers Bucks matchup later tonight, Tuesday night, March 29th. I don't know. Like, is it is it a measuring stick game or is it a game that the 76ers say, eh, we don't care if we lose it? That's a, I was just going to ask you, are both teams going to punt on this game? Because you almost have to get in the head of these teams. Now, the Heat, the Sixers, you mentioned it's congested in the middle and the bottom yep. of the East. It's congested at the top. All three of these teams have 28 losses. Uh, and then the Celtics have 29 losses. So you got four games, four teams within one game in the loss column of each other. And nobody, I don't think, really wants the seven or the eight because you don't know where Brooklyn's going to go. So it's fascinating. Exactly. There's so many moving pieces here. Uh, it, it's really going to be a fascinating last couple of weeks. Do you have a bet tonight, uh, Sixers Bucks? I don't. Yeah. I. I... Last time I checked, it was uh, when I first woke up earlier this morning, I checked it was the Bucks were getting one and a half and they were like plus 105 on the money line. Yeah. If I take my bias away from it, I'm like, well, I think there's some value with the Bucks, but I have no idea, like like we're talking about, I have no idea what either of these teams are thinking. Do they want to punt it? Do they want to go, go all in uh, in this matchup? But for the 76ers, like it looks like the third seed is the best possible situation if you're not going to be the one seed because you're guaranteed a matchup like you know Chicago Toronto or Cleveland yeah possibly Boston but you do have to worry though if you're playing now do you emphasize that more which I probably would I would agree with you I'd rather play the Bulls in the first round but 
you're going to sacrifice if you're the three. Okay, you advance, but then you could play Milwaukee in the second round and not have home court. So you're right. punting on home court in future rounds. It's a fascinating sort of cat and mouse game here. Yeah, it is. I, I think the bottom line, I think the 76ers have eight games remaining in the regular season. I think it's too early. Like, I think yeah. once you get to two or three games remaining, then you can start to do the math and say, well, you know, if we lose out, right, you know, whatever, however it works out. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really too early to move. You don't, you don't yep. know, you know, what you're moving to and what you're moving away from. Um, I think the one team that's not going to play these games, the one team that's not going to have fear for right or wrong is Milwaukee. They were a one seed uh, three years ago. They were a one seed two years ago. And then last year they won a championship. Uh, I don't think they look at Brooklyn and, and are going to run and hide. I just think they have that sort of championship mindset, that pedigree where it's like, look, we'll play anybody anywhere. We're not going to duck teams. I don't think Milwaukee will do any ducking. I do think Philly would. Uh, I'm not sure if Miami would. Miami, again, that's a hard-headed team with Spolstra and Butler, you know, run by Pat Riley. Is that really their nature to, you know, run and hide from a team? I'm not sure. So it's yeah. uh, it, it's really it's fascinating. Let's, uh, let's preview the game, I guess, really quickly. Um, Sixers at home. One and a half point favorites, minus one twenty one on the money line for Philly, plus one oh two for the Bucks. The total set at two thirty two, priced at minus one ten on both the over and under. Uh, what would you lean here, Will? I would lean with Milwaukee just because I don't like I mentioned, I don't know that Philly's gonna really go all out to win the game. And I, I don't think the Bucks are gonna start ducking these teams. That would be my, you know, at least that, that's coming to your mindset. Again, we don't. It, it's dangerous to try to think along with these teams because you could be way off. And again, just straight up in terms of basketball, Philly's been struggling. Milwaukee's played pretty well here the last month or so. I would uh, I would actually lean taking the point and a half here with Milwaukee. I, I kind of think Milwaukee beats them. Yeah, I would I would lean Milwaukee as well. I don't I don't think I'm going to bet this, but um, my pick would be Milwaukee plus one and a half. There's probably a couple player props I like. I still like. I'm still riding the maxi. Um, Point total train set at 17 and a half tonight for the game. Uh, I've also been a fan of over three and a half assists for Joel Embiid, priced typically around like plus 125. James Harden over two and a half threes, also around that price range. So uh, just a couple food for thought items there in the prop market. Sounds good, man. Anything else? Uh, anything else on your mind here? This is uh, I'm kind of getting excited for these playoffs. The more we talk about them, I mean, just the uh, the sort of chess match of who wants to play who, who's avoiding who, you know, the seeding, the matchup, the playing. It's really it, I'm I'm not huge on the playing because look, I think there's too many teams to begin with. Eight is playing in each conference, but it does add a little wrinkle here where you know there's some gamesmanship at least. There, yeah, I I, I like it. I think it's a really good addition uh, to just the whole the whole conversation and and the chess match, so to speak, as we've been detailing. So no, I think we went through everything. I mean, when we when we speak around this time next week, what are, what are these standings going to look like? It's going to yeah. be interesting. And it's what it's next Sunday. It's a week from Sunday the season ends. So that 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 next Sunday, uh, I don't know. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? That next Sunday could be a bleep know. show. Uh, next yes. Sunday, it really could with teams, you know, resting guys. Remember last year, the Clippers and Thunders both Clippers and Thunder both tried to lose. The Thunder wanted to tank for draft picks. They're, they've been tanking for two years now, and the Clippers yeah. tanked to avoid, I think, the Lakers side of the bracket. So you could mm -hmm. see a scenario here where both these teams are just trying to lose. You know, shooting in the other team's basket, things like that. So uh, <laughs> could be a a really kind of hilarious last, uh, you know, couple of games here. Yeah, it's going to get weird, but I'm it's all for get it. Weird. It's going to get weird. It's going to be fun though. Yes, it is. All right, Ryan. I appreciate yes, it. it. Ryan Rothstein, Philadelphia CityCast. Check out his show. 
Uh, appreciate you guys listening. This has been the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.